right. Hello. Hello, hello everyone. It's Miss Clapper. It's the A Show. It's November 5th. What does that mean? We are deep, deep in the in-between. Wherever you are, whatever you want to happen, whatever you believe, whatever's happening, we're living in a world that is <laughs> so unknown. And I was I'm searching for something to do. My projects are quiet. I can probably start something new, but I'm not feeling the need. So I'm like, what can I give my energy to, Diane? Now, who asked me that today? Maisha Hill. Check your privilege. Check her out. Maisha Hill of Check Your Privilege. And so, what can I give my energy to? Well, I give my energy to a couple things. I called my friend Betsy back, and we had a nice convo. She had to go because her dogs were giving their energy to running around and doing things like that. I can give my energy to walking to do a quick errand, which I'm doing. I give my energy to a workout class, which I signed up for at five o'clock. Live stream instead of, what you call it? A library. I can give my energy to a yay show and talking to all y'all, which is what I probably meant to say in the beginning. So I haven't been doing a lot and Sharing my gifts, sharing my gifts, taking in your gifts. I love all the people that are doing that. And what I can do instead of refreshing, the, which I did yesterday, it's like four tabs, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, and Fox, because they seem to have their count seemed to come sooner. And Fox has, I don't know, you know, they called Arizona yesterday. Might be a bit premature. So if you're hearing this in the future, we probably have a new president. I mean, we definitely have a new president because we had an election. But we don't yet know. We don't yet know. We can't move forward. And I listened this afternoon to Diana Winston, who's a meditation teacher, on UCLA uh, Hammer Museum. And I believe she does a weekly meditation on Zoom and hundreds of people come. Uh, My friend Lee is among them and I checked out the Q&A she had at 1 p.m. And somebody asked her, 1 p.m. Pacific, it doesn't really matter because you can't listen to it now. However, you might be able to get access to it on the UCLA Hammer Museum website. Just Google it if I don't put it in here. They're going to upload it at some point. So meanwhile, I'm uh, walking and mass breathing. And (laughs) so I'm going to diverge from my, uh, what do you call it? From my tangent, 
which is really just talking. If you've ever met me, hey! So, someone put in, I can't remember the context of it, but an unconscious bias link. So after I finished that, I followed that link and I took a couple of unconscious bias tests. And one of them was on COVID, COVID-19. And so that one, I definitely have an association. First of all, I didn't understand it in the beginning because I wasn't paying full attention. Maybe because I didn't do the meditation and I just listened to the Q&A. I'm not gathering my attention. So I wasn't getting it because when they do the unconscious implicit bias test, it's not about uh, whether the words go with each other. It's about you picking the one that they tell you to pick, whether or not it goes with itself in your mind. And that's where the bias comes out because if it takes you longer to answer ones that you don't associate with, that shows your bias, right? So, for example, I took longer to answer things when I was supposed to associate COVID-19 with myth or hoax or things like that. So I came out with a, with a slight bias in favor of believing that COVID-19 precautions are necessary. Something like that, because it took me longer to do the other thing. I don't know. I'll put the link in. You can check it out for yourself. So, can you heal with data? Maybe. I'm looking up at a new University of San Francisco banner. They always have such good banners. What's the other one? University of Get Involved. Heal with data or heal with data, depending on how you like to pronounce that. Uh, Master of Science in Health Informatics. Turn data into healthcare or turn data into healthcare. I'm going to keep going forward. Keep going forward. That is the mantra. Keep going forward instead of refreshing, refreshing, refreshing the count. Uh, keep calm. Keep counting. Keep walking. All right. The good news is I left the house. It's so hard to do in COVID at times because if you do have a slight bias or more of a bias to staying safe and keeping other people safe, you want to behave in a way that <laughs> will keep that keep that going. I laughed because there was a I'm gonna guess a man without a home who had his big old white belly exposed, so I got to see that and I laughed. So yeah. I'm thinking I just wish I could go. I said to Tom today, I said, you want to go out tonight? That's funny, right? You want to go out tonight? That's not something we do anymore. I miss going out or just casually going out to, not that we went to bars that much in San Francisco, but we like sitting at bars in restaurants. That, folks, is something we're not doing right now. Though, I believe we technically could. We're not ready for that. And COVID is blowing up all around the world, definitely in the U.S., not here in San Francisco, not in California, as we know, 
of, I mean, parts of California probably, but our state still looks good. But there's no reason. In fact, that's the reason to stay vigilant. Vigilant. Stay vigilant. Walk. I don't know if I can walk this way anymore. I think they cut it off. That's interesting. Or did they? No, I can still go that way. Achaw. Keep walking with me. I miss live classes. I miss live in-person stuff. I miss so much, but we're not going to talk about that right now. (laughs) Putting my energy towards something and appreciating that I can go out for a walk as the sun sets on November 5th, 2020 in the colonial mission of San Francisco on the home of the Ramatush Ohlone people. It's one thing. One thing, one thing, one thing. And there's a little nature here. A little grass. Like I said, it's just an experiment in talking to you, getting out the house. What can I put my energy towards? I did do some poetry this morning after not writing yesterday, because I did spend most of the time obsessively refreshing the count, although I did get a great yoga class in in the morning and rejoin that. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Glad to be part of the private, not really private, private closed group. Open if you sign up. Closed once sign-ups close. It's a great way to do it, because you get a community sense of groundedness. And so I'm going to tell you this. We talked about what are the things that if you don't do them, you don't feel grounded. Or what are the things that help you feel grounded? And I was uh, thinking about how I get to do that, do the morning routine of some version of coffee, meditation, writing, being out on the stoop doing those things in the sunshine and picking a yayful song of the day, a yay song of the day that's going to set the tone and uplift. And so I think those are all the things I mentioned yesterday when we talked about grounding. So today, I also think like taking care of the kitties or your family or whoever you have in that thing that you need to do, that's, that can be a grounding experience too. You, know, you got to get up and do that stuff, whatever it is, especially if you're working from home, sheltering in place with your family. So on the, and, uh, you might need to get away and not do that. But I can't speak for that ex- from that experience. I'm just speaking from my own. And so also reading. I forgot to mention reading. So I started a new novel called The Neighborhood. If any of you have read it, join me on that journey. I'll look up the author right now on my Kindle. All right. A Good Neighborhood by Therese, Therese, or Therese Ann Fowler. And so, I want to set the stage, a 
professor who is a black woman, her son who is mixed race but will always be seen as black, a family moves next door, makes a big, builds a big house. I think this is in North Carolina. So there's Southern elements here. We gotta heal the South. The South gotta change. That's a song by Dia Victoria, I believe. Well, look it up. Pretty sure I got that. So the South's gotta change. Whole country's gotta change because the South, yeah, you know. I don't need to hammer it all home for you. I could though. Tamiga, what? I ran it, so it's funny because when I'm doing these yay shows, I'm just walking around talking to myself. And that was Winnie and Brian, some friends of mine who were like walking from a really long way away to do some errands. And I was walking from a very short way away to do some errands, but they saw me. They're like, that person like walks a lot like Lisa. That's so funny. Yes, I do have, we all have an identifiable, anyway, it was me and it was them. So I got to catch up. So listen to this episode, you two, I'll send it to you. And it was really fun to do that. I think I talked earlier just before that about being able to connect with, Hey, I'm okay. How are you? Good. Connect with Charlie, connect with humans. There's another human. That connection is a huge part. What keeps me grounded and gives me energy. So think about what keeps you grounded. Sarah was asking that yesterday. Maisha was asking, like, what can I give my energy to? And I am answering what gives me energy is connecting with humans. And to be able to do that, even in a random way. And again, I've talked about the stoop lots of times on this show. Being out there on the stoop is sort of a force multiplier, not the right term, but I heard somebody use that today and I like the term. But it is a force multiplier of human connection. All right, I have just talked about the stoop as the force multiplier of human connection. And I also wanted to note that this Spotify anchor connection is enabling me to connect parts of songs to this episode. So because of that, I'm able to share that Adia Victoria song with you. Self got to change, so check it out for yourself. And then I did want to end with a little change is going to come interpretation. So it's only 30 seconds, so it's not a full song, but check it out. I think it's kind of a fun thing to play with playing with the gay. I hope you enjoy it. Namaste. So to finish that thought from yesterday, because I got interrupted by Wendy and Brian, which was awesome, and I'm actually editing this thing so that it's not so jarring. The best way to know what anyone is thinking, feeling, being, dwelling, wondering, wandering, pondering, is to ask them. It's to ask them to engage in a conversation. Ask them, don't assume. Ask a question. Ask a question. Ask a question. Ask another question. That's what I do. That's what I want to do. That's what I'll keep doing. So don't assume, right? We learned that a long time ago. 
ask a question, engage, 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 and be present when someone asks you a question. Reveal something of yourself, reveal something of yourself, unless you're dealing with a narcissist, in which case what I learned was that you need to check your emotions and your vulnerability at the door and act like you're narrating a scene and you put on your narrator voice and you put your soul in your freezer and get it back out later or just break up with that narcissist which can be easier said than done but they are very 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 good at manipulating things so in that case uh, if you want to live with them or still have a relationship then the narrator voice is very useful in asking questions or answering questions because if your soul and your vulnerability and your emotions are in another room or safe in the freezer then you will come out okay not that i advocate doing it i'm not a professional but i learned that on the parlay house dealing with a narcissist all right back to the previously scheduled yay show episode I just wanted to finish that thought that I didn't get to finish yesterday. Namaste. Waking up and gaining perspective. And he talked about how, now this is not news y'all, but how everything is changing all the time and it's a process and there's a cause and effect. And just like how we breathe in the air that has been processed, by the plants and the plants breathe in the air that we exhale and they process that and it's a cycle our bodies uh, you know newsflash dying all the time aging all the time everything's moving you know on a deep cellular level like so much so change on a more global or national or local scale is happening as well and it can sometimes feel glacial and yet if you remember if we remember try to remember that's what perspectives for that's what meditations for it's a you know it's a working practice to remember the perspective and that we will we are all we are already all right i was going to say we were going to be all right but we are already all right no matter what happens and if we pause in the in between like so many people uh, advocate anyone from Viktor Frankl to you know thousands upon thousands of meditation teachers to nonviolent communication to I don't know emergent strategy to anti-racism to activism all those things if we can pause if we can see our perspective and if we can ground and remember our humanity then we can respond with wise action from that place. Talking about some of the things that ground me and connect me yesterday, one of those things, actually two of those things, two of those people showed up and saw me and they are Brian and Wendy. And that was really cool to see them or have them see me and just stop and have a chat. And it's interesting too, just to think about, I ended up taking this grit class with this uh, studio called euphoria that's spelled with a u very clever you know like because it's euphoria right uplifting exciting pleasurable stuff but with the u spelled u which means you and i are centered on that which is pretty cool anyway it's pretty fun 
for Zoom class. It's kind of amazing that we're still doing this stuff, but I did it out on my deck and, you know, I moved and I worked and I did strong stuff and it's just good to do that. I always remember that when I don't do that, I don't feel, you know, my brain needs to move and it's good for the brain and brain, what's good for the brain is good for the body and it's a, speaking of a process, right? And so that was rad and getting some delicious delivery from Mao, M-A-U, which is a Vietnamese place here in San Francisco. And like they were definitely on their game last night. It was delicious. I don't know. What else? So that was yummy and grounding and to do that and to like once in a while not make our own food, which is clearly the theme of the pandemic is to keep making your own food, but then to support other people. And I will say that here in California, I mean, I think the state is orange, not yellow. I mean, the cases are going up exponentially. Uh, don't call me on that, Pete, because I'm sure that it's not mathematically correct. But going up on that, like the, the cases are going up so much every day and it's super scary. And I did, I think I talked about doing those implicit bias tests. And you know what, this, this is real. Let me say it again. COVID-19, the coronavirus, it is real. And I was talking to my friend, Betsy, hey, Bets, about, you know, and she's not an expert, but she's she's actually doing contact tracing and calling people and calling people who have it and talking them through a variety of things. I can't explain it. She could come on and explain it. I'm not sure that would be the funnest year show ever. So we might, we might not do that, but she called me cause she remembered something fun from a few years ago. So then we had a nice chat and I may have talked about that previously, but that's another form of connection that stokes my soul. And I was trying to figure out if what's causing this. And I think, you know, there may be some new strains, but the main thing is, is humans getting tired of the coronavirus. And guess what? The coronavirus isn't tired of you. The coronavirus is like, hey, you're tired of me? Mm, let down your guard. I'm here. I'm going to come on in. So when I am tempted to do things like go to a bar that has an outside patio just to do it in San Francisco to get out of the house, I don't do it right now. And that's hard for me because I really want to be out there. But I, I'm out there and I have to say, having said that, I did like several things last week that I've never done before in this time. And one of them was see music outside at a place called Horse and Plow. Shout out to Horse and Plow with Kayata or Kayata. She's a hip hop artist, right? Black hip hop artist, lives in Guerneville. How cool is that? And it was super fun. And then she had a guest star, Erica Ambrin, and she was awesome. And there was a DJ, I forget the DJ's name. They were all women and they were all awesomely rad. And we made a reservation for it. And we had our own little spot outside and we wore our masks except when we were drinking our wine and for the most part. And one of my neighbors up there, who's like a San Francisco person who moved up there with her partner, she, I saw her, I recognized her, we chatted. She had a couple of friends. They were fun, they were cool. We chatted some more. It was just one of those things. Suzanne, who's the owner, chatted with her a little bit and got a free poster. I know, super fun, right? And it sounds silly, but we have all these posters of, of shows we've been to. And to go to a show 
outside in what was a safe way. And I know that there are issues with like, she's definitely putting uh, droplets out there in the world, but we're still outside and we're far enough away from her. And I hope that she's safe. We're all wearing, wearing masks. And um, it was an experiment and a way to do it. And I think it was largely a successful experiment. And so we also were at Paul Matthew and they've been doing lunch on Sundays outside and, and you can make a reservation and have lunch. And we had a, and Matt made, I'm going to say just a divine duck confit. I don't even know. It was like so good. And then we got to chat a little bit. So it was like, here we are outside a picnic table, the two of us, but then there are other people. You get a glimpse, a glimpse of a chat with them. You might not do what you would do in the past and what you would do in the future is go up and talk to them and like really engage. But there are still glimpses of connection and strains of connection amid strains of viruses. So I'm doing the best I can. Y'all know I'm an extrovert. I am I'm hunkering down during this time you know, doing more writing than yay showing, more writing than talking, more perspective than, I don't know, and, you know, while still like learning to become an anti-racist and outlying is a verb with color of change and variety of other things. And I know there's still more I can do and there's still more I will do. And I still don't know what I'm doing. But I'm going to keep doing it and keep keep working my way and keep not being silent. And also another thing not to be silent on is I was watching Stephen Colbert this morning. This is in the post about just how, I don't even know the right words, right? Disheartening, just disappointing, just this, this uh, like man this thing I mean he calls Kamala a monster well you know what honestly I guess like a monster that's his best offense is to call people who are clearly not monsters monsters and to dehumanize women among others and dehumanize people and that's you know that's the tactic the tactic or the strategy of the oppressors of the fascists of the people we were a lot of us were descended from in this country of the United States that were, it was the Nazis who learned from the United States from the South. And there's the caste system in India. And these ideas that like people are better because of some God or better because they were born into it or better because of some, yeah, like some divine right is not, I have news for you. Not true, not true, arbitrary. Arbitrary. The winners, as you know, Eddie told me that. Eddie, I hope he's still alive. My Cusco friend, our guide, three years ago in Peru on our Laris and Sacred Valley trek. We went to Machu Picchu, among other places, right? Because there are a lot of other places. Machu Picchu is the shit, but it's not the shit. It's not the only thing there is. And Eddie, you know, was one of those people who told me that, told us history is written by the winners. I probably knew that, but I didn't know that. I had not heard it articulated. So, you know, there's another book that I haven't read yet. So many books to read lies my history teacher told me. Ah, that was a loud beep.
Yeah, and I'm seeing a lady. She's, I see her walk slowly many days here in the Mission as I digress. As I digress. So, I don't know how to bring that one home. I don't know where I was going exactly. Just talking about stuff. Yeah, so Stephen Colbert, Donald Trump, not. No, I really appreciate how the networks aren't playing that conference he did of that is born from denial and hate and the spreading of lies. And it really saddens me that people believe those lies for whatever reason. It's like they're clinging to something. And, you know, I don't profess to understand yet or ever will what's going on. But I can understand the need to feel safe and happy and protected and accepted. We all have that same need. It's just that I don't understand how you could look to a figure like that to give that to you because you never, you can't get it from someone else. It comes from inside, right? But it's also like there's a poison that you can actually ingest from these words and behaviors and, you know, the empowerment or the, of, of hate, which is kind of a paradoxical way of putting it, but that has been what, what has happened over these, you know, past four years and certainly like, you know, 601 years, a lot longer than that, 401, 1619, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, didn't pop up overnight, right? It was built that way. The system was built that way to oppress black bodies and rise unfairly rise white bodies and then figure out have the people all the people in between try to find their own place by simulating or not being the bottom well that's not the way to live that's no way to live and I I believe in the America that is at least was believed in justice and fairness and equity and whether or not that has happened yet because it hasn't but there were these principles that if we actually were to look at the principles and the values and take them out of the time that's why you can't be an originalist right because if you're an originalist supreme court justice like you wouldn't guess what amy coney barrett justice barrett you wouldn't be on the supreme court think about that how can a woman be an originalist when she wouldn't have had the vote and would never have been appointed to the Supreme Court. Why don't you mull on that for a minute? Talk amongst yourselves about that. How do you adhere to a, I don't even know it's philosophy. I don't have the words for it. That isn't actually one that would allow you in. It's fascinating to me how these people live with themselves. It's like they're like they're like creating it's like the lies that they create and lies that they swallow and the lies that they they perpetuate. Like it's this whole cloud of lies. And I was on a I was the Diana Winston Q and A from Hammer Museum, I think it's called Mark Mindfulness. I don't know. 
what the rest of it stands for, M-A-R-C. Just go to UCLA, Hammer, Google it. And she was talking about someone, <laughs> someone kept asking this question about what, I can't remember what he said. It was like something about whether people had been, uh, I'm like trying to look at the chat in my mind and I, I'm so amused by it because it's like those people on any chat, right? If you've watched a concert or been on anything where people are throwing in comments, like people like that are very persistent and they just throw their thought out there or their question. Like every few comments, they throw the same question out, hoping that that will get them noticed. It's like, I'm here, I'm here. Raise my hand, raise my hand. I have this thing. I want you to, I'm asking this question. Come on, come on, come on. And it was pretty much about whether people who voted for Trump or vote for Trump or believe in Trump or support Trump are, have been, like had their, what is it? Like some kind of, not just their minds trick, but it was some kind of, uh, again, I can't remember it. I'm like at a loss. It's like when they, oh, like brainwashing, but he said something else, like literally had their brains washed through some kind of methods, right? And they have kind of, but they haven't like, like gotten like the fluoride in the water. Uh, you know, there might be people who can tell you more about that. I, I don't think, and again, I don't know, but I don't think the fluoride in the water has turned people into Trumpies and brainwashed them, but it might've, I can't say, but it hasn't done that to a lot of us over well over 50% of us popular vote. Electoral College, uh, redlining, drawing districts that basically give the give lower populations more say, like is just kind of crazy. Cause the crow knows you can hear that crow in the background. Just giving me a little like support on this. Yeah, it's strange. If you if you if you take that map, I was on Al Jazeera yesterday, and it's like you've probably seen this map that just shows the size of the country based on the size of the electoral, and like you you get all those giant states out there in the uh, upper mid to upper mountain, upper west, and they all become very small when you think about like what do you get like three electoral votes, and they become very very small. But then they they each have two senators, right? So how is that still true, population-wise? Like the represent the amount of representation we have in California, compared to the amount of representation they have in Montana, is not equal. And not to mention, like Washington D.C., taxation without representation. Pretty sure that was another one of those principles the country was founded on. I don't know. Like I think it's like it's like this thing, right? It's like how do we go underneath? And I've written about this. I wanna, I wanna know what's underneath. And if we can get underneath the words and the fake titles of what we are and are not, and like, like things that like. By the way, I, Antifa. I wrote this in my poem. You know, Antifa is not an organization. It is anti-fascist. It is being anti-fascist. We need to be anti-fascist because. You know, that Tolkien creature that's been 
not running this country, but helming it, is a fascist. And you aren't hearing it from me for the first time. And I'm not the expert on this. But the fascist narcissist, we have to use our narrator voice and keep calm and keep counting legitimate votes. It's all timing. And it's all like if the Republicans, like a lot of these folks hadn't stopped, um, like basically, if you're gonna, if we're all gonna vote by mail, or many, many, many more of us are voting by mail, then you need time to count those votes. And because they're not automatically counted, you gotta open up an envelope, check it, do all your checks, and then put it in a machine and count it. It doesn't all happen at once. And so if you don't allow people to start counting until election day, it's gonna take some time to count millions of votes, period. And then in states, apparently like Florida, where they started counting earlier. They were able to finish that day. Fascinating, right? Like the votes count, all the votes count everywhere, no matter when they come in. But the propaganda machine of desperation continues on in like its most like embarrassing like way under the guise of the president under like the like seal of the president of the united states so whatever you believe like you know making the country a great again that it never oh, we got to save ourselves and voting for just humanity voting so that black people can finally win voting for justice, voting for rights, voting for rights for everybody, which are in massive danger right now with the Supreme Court. Such a tenuous situation. I have to give you some silence on that. So yeah, here it is, Friday morning, November 6th. I'm going to publish this mishmash of a yay show and I'm writing in only blue pens today. I'm going to count not just the blue cars. What's that band called? I'm going to count all the cars. I'm actually, it's not actually my job to count. We're going to let all the votes be counted. And I have every confidence that when this is uh, over, that Joe Biden will be our president and Kamala. How about that for history? Kamala, our first black Indian woman vice president. That's amazing. So fucking stoked. I don't care what you believe, but that is progress, people. So how about that? I'm going to give y'all a big virtual hug and good luck. Keep calm. The vote counting is carrying on. So in conclusion, November 6th, votes counting. Do I check? Do I check? Do I check? I'm not going to check any of the news sites before I publish this. I'm just going to say this is some yay for you on Friday, Friday, November 6th. We are on our way. We are on our way. We are on our way. Yes. Yes. Yes.
Yes. Namaste. Yeah.